Good afternoon. This is Sakura Baez. I'm going to be answering a few questions for you today. The first one being who I am. The second being what I bring to the world. And the third, how do I introduce it with God's favor? So you may be asking yourself, just who is this woman, Sakura Baez? I will tell you. I am currently, at the time of this recording, I am 46 years old. I am married to Paul Baez. We have been married, it will be 19 years in September. Um, between the two of us, we have 10 children. He has four children outside of our children, and I have one daughter outside of our children. And then we have five children together. Um, the majority of those children are adults as far as um, the children outside of our children, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, my oldest daughter is 25. I did what they call an open adoption. I am a birth mother. Um, I chose her parents out of about 40 different couples and felt like I was not in a position to raise a child alone. And I knew I did not have the family support that I needed in order to be a good mother in any way, shape or form. So I decided that that was the best avenue for her. Plus, I felt like I was hearing from the Lord in that aspect. So she grew up knowing who I was and why I had chosen adoption for her. And I was um, able to interact with her and, and chose to do so for the first few years of her life. And um, then I went headlong into addiction, but that's a story for another time. Um, I will be very brief and the summary is, is that I spent 10 years in drug addiction, um, which is where I met my husband and for four years, the first four years of our marriage, we were in drug addiction and, um, I got radically delivered. Um, but it was a, it was a plan of progress and not perfection. So it didn't mean that I was instantly changed. However, I pursued my recovery and my um, relationship with the Lord, the way that I pursued my drug addiction, which was hardcore. And I came to the understanding and the realization that um, I needed to go after God the same way that I had gone after drugs and my, um, I that was all wrapped in quite a bit of pride and proving myself and, and things like that and of that nature. And so now what God had shown me is that I was just working for the wrong kingdom, that the principles and the concepts were kind of the same, but for the wrong master, if you will. So I was serving the kingdom of darkness and he had called me into the kingdom of light. Um, so since 2000, February 14th of 2007 was my very last day doing drugs. And I have radically pursued God, um, without, um, apology, <laughs> just ran hard after him and pursued his face, pursued his presence, everything about him, pursued deliverance. And because of that, God has been so gracious in rewarding me with the five children that I now have. Um, the Indica 
who is 15, Kalea, who is 12, Kalal, who is 10, Raiden, who is 6, and Prodigy, my youngest, who is 1. And I am so excited because God took me and he did transform my mind and my health. Um, I have been very blessed not to suffer severe consequences for the years that I was in drug addiction. And just like I have pursued Jesus, I have also pursued redeeming my health in the best way I know how. And that has been through holistic healing. So I love essential oils and homeopathic remedies and all of the good things that God has put on this earth in order for us to heal our body. So I didn't always think like that, but I always felt like pulled in that direction, if you will. So it didn't take me long to re-unwrap that interest with the father and finding out exactly um, what he had put on this earth in order to heal my body because I was diagnosed with anxiety and bipolar and depression and all of those things. Um, I had p severe PTSD. I, I used to have to carry a, I used to have a rubber band that was on my wrist that I would snap because um, I'm a seer. And so my mind at that time as for the first, at least six or seven years after I came out of addiction, my mind would take me back to places and spaces with people and situations, you know, that triggering that happens, um, when you've been, um, exposed to severe trauma. And I actually, part of my testimony is I had five men who tried to kill me at one point in time and I survived. Um, so those types of situations for me, it would, it would like play on repeat. So God in all his goodness and grace, he led me to, after years of pursuing his presence and deliverance and healing, I felt like there was a missing component and my father actually prophesied to me um, that there was something I had left incomplete. And I knew that it was my, my um, ministry school that I had attended back when I was 18, 19 years old. I never finished. And so that's what led me to the King's Company. And that's what led me to meeting these lovely ladies, um, Corey and Janine. And we have been doing life together basically ever since. And um, these powerful women of God that I get to do warfare with and um, move from glory to glory and um, just do intercession with and all of the things, the messiness of life that happens to us in the process of working out our salvation, like the apostle Paul talks about, um, and the articulation, um, of what that journey kind of looked like. So here I am and what I bring to the world, what I bring to the world is, um, so, you know, that like I've spoken a little bit about deliverance, healing, vision. I am a seer. I have been seeing since I was like three years old. My grandma, I remember telling my grandma, Hey grandma, I call her Grammy. Um, I see, I see shadows and I see dark people and I see evil spirits, you know, those monsters under the bed. And she was like, honey, you just stand on that bed and you say in the name of Jesus, get out of my room. 
<laughs> and, um, and so I would do those things even as a, as a little three-year-old. And, um, and so that was just always a part of life. And then again, when I was, I believe that around the ages of like five or six, I was exposed to my first person who manifested a demon. And it was a little boy who um, spoke in a different voice than what he was given and um, slapped his mother very like across the base, very hard. And so um, that just became quote unquote normal for me to see those things and experience those things. And my walk with Jesus was very different than most children. Um, and so I had like where I was seeing things, but I didn't know that those things that I was seeing were different than reality. And so therefore when I would have dreams and visions, um, uh, I would tell people those dreams and visions as truth. And so therefore people would tell me that I was lying and because they didn't know and they didn't understand either. So it wasn't their intention to hurt me. However, it was definitely the enemy's intention to twist it all up and make me seem like something I wasn't. And, um, so those things didn't, you know, that was the lie is that everyone would say, well, those things didn't happen. They didn't exist. They didn't, they just didn't understand and they didn't um, know that they should further question to find out what was going on. And so that would be my encouragement to anyone who might hear this recording is that if you have a child that you feel like lies all the time and they seem to be these big whopper lies, they might be seeing something in the spirit um, that and, and you go, oh, well, they just have an overactive imagination and the truth of the matter is they may very well be seeing things that may be prophetic um, or may be multidimensional. And so those are things that you may want to press into the presence of the father and say, you know, maybe I have one of those kids who's a seer and seeing something in a, in a different way. One of the things that um, I had to learned to do as an adult was to, I asked the father to close any, my, the third eye and only allow me to see the things that he wanted me to see. And that was a game changer for sure. Um, that, and, and to learn to process with him because I didn't even know that was available until I still started to pursue deliverance. Um, because no one taught me that. And so I just was all taking in all the things that I was seeing as, just the way life was and not knowing what to do with it. And so rejecting myself, rejecting the gift, rejecting the discernment and therefore rejecting God. And so once I realized that all of everything that I was seeing, that I could choose to experience it with the father, that it didn't have to be separate from him. It brought such a clarity and a wholeness to me that I now get to experience on a regular basis. And um, one of the things that the Lord has allowed me to do, and I can't say that this is every seer's experience, but this is this seer's experience, <laughs> um, is that the Lord allows me to, um, to be in a room and to experience what is happening in the natural. And then sometimes, occasionally, the Lord will take me back to the room and I will experience things through the through a supernatural um, 
like realm, if that makes sense. And so I will see and experience things differently than I did the first time. And sometimes that happens even in the moment where I will have a conversation with someone and they may be telling me something and I'll be having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Like the Bible says that your spirit is seated in heavenly places. So my spirit will be talking to the Holy Spirit and I'll be getting a download to give to them at the same time that they're speaking. Um, so that's just kind of what I bring to this world. I um, love warfare. I love being a strategist, and um, and I guess that's how I introduce it with God's favor, is um, I people come to me with different experiences that they have, and God has been so good at giving me a compassionate lens to view things from his perspective and to understand that I don't have to come from a place of judgment, but I can come from a place of compassion and correction. And that doesn't mean that it's harsh for me to to bring insight as well as um, that perspective shift that needs to happen so that that person can walk in the fullness that God has for them. Um, and so I, I love being a mom. And so that's what ends up happening is, um, I end up being a mom to like everyone (laughs) and in a way that is not condemning or condescending and allows them to experience the love of the father and the most, um, most correct, I guess, way that I can, that I can bring as a person. And so, um, I love being a coach, um, and I do a lot of that coaching and um, correcting while providing resources, not just to people and to books and to other avenues that will help them establish not only what their gifts are, but how they might be able to do things better, whether it's in with the family or with their marriage or with their ministry or with their business. And so I just wanted to leave you with a couple of scriptures. Um, The first one being Psalm 144, one and two. And it says, praise be to the Lord, my rock who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. He is my loving God and my fortress, my stronghold and my deliverer, my shield in whom I take refuge who subdues people under me. And that verse for me, what that means is that I have been trained for the things that I experience. There is nothing that comes against me that I am not ready for. And so I just have to look at, like, I just have to shift perspective and go, God, where are you in this situation? And sometimes that requires me including to be humble and to say, God, I need your presence in this moment. Because I need your lens. I need you to, I need your vision on this. Because what I'm looking at through my perspective is not a good place. It's not a safe place. It's not a stable place. It's a feeling of anxiety. It's a feeling of being overthrown. It's a feeling of being suppressed and depressed and oppressed. And so I really need you in this moment. And so that's inviting God into the situation and then knowing that it's, it, it's him who trains me for war. 
it's not the enemy. And he uses all things together for my good. And that means even the plans and the things that the enemy brings up against me, God intends to give me authority in those areas. So when something comes at me sideways that I wasn't expecting, if I will invite the father into that situation, then he is faithful and just to give me what I need in that moment to make it through. And sometimes it requires me, though, pressing into my intercessors and my community. And that's why we're creating this podcast. That's why we're creating this community um, is for people who need that community. They need those intercessors. They need to know that they're not alone in this battle and that the battle truly belongs to the Lord and that our weapons are not, they're not carnal. And so another scripture that stands out to me was uh, that I was looking at is uh, I love Job thirty seven fourteen that says stand still O Job and look at the wondrous works of God because I know that gra- gratefulness is what leads to the heart of God like it speaks to His heart and so if you come at things from a hateful attitude. It's like it puts a block between you and the Father. So, because there's unforgiveness attached to it. And so, if you can come play, come to a place where you feel like you're not being heard by God. And you go, oh, that's wonderful that you hear from God. <laughs> and, and I've been there. I can honestly say I've been there. And when I tend to find those moments where I feel like God is distant, it's usually because I'm harboring some unforgiveness. Whether it's towards myself towards a situation or towards a person. And sometimes it's, it's like all of those compacted. And so you have to just put that unforgiveness before the Lord and say, you know what, I'm just going to give this to you. And I want to see you show up in this situation. And I don't know how, and I've even told God, you know what, I don't even know how to forgive this person. Will you teach me? I want to forgive them. Because I don't want to hold on to it. However, I don't know how to. So if you will teach me how to, I will do it. And God is so good at, at teaching us how to forgive. And one of the things that he has shown me and talked to me about is he's like, Sakira, you want grace, but you don't always want to extend grace. And I was like, well, that's not nice. <laughs> so... He's like, you have to extend the grace that you want to receive. And he's like, otherwise you end up cutting short our relationship of all that it was created to be. And so when, once I release that grace and that forgiveness towards whoever, even if it's towards myself, forgetting myself in certain situations and taking responsibility for those situations that I, that I got myself into, then I, then I'll, it's amazing how it just opens up and allows the father to come rushing in the way that he wants to, the way that he longs to. But sometimes we get ourselves so entangled with our situations and our unforgiveness and he did this and he did that. And when it comes down to, do you want to be right or do you want to be righteous? Do you want to have your way? You know, do you want justice your way or do you want it God's way? Because our battle isn't against flesh and blood, right? And so I'm just wanting to lead you along and give you some tools that have worked with me through this process and hope that you that you take what you need 
and leave what you don't. Um, I'm so excited for this process of doing this podcast with you. I'm so excited to leave you with one more verse. And that is 2 Corinthians 10, 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So if you need some strategy, if you need some prayer, if you need some intercession, if you need someone to come alongside you, then I'm so glad that you are in the Motherhood Mess community. And we are so excited to help be a part of your life and shift that mindset that you don't have to stay in the cave. You don't have to stay isolated and you're not alone. And if you'll just show up, God will show out. Closed mouths don't get fed and we are here for you. We are here to come alongside you and we are here to fight with you and for you and not just for you, but for your family and the people that you love. So God bless. Have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.